based on sort of, you know, well, my, well, it was, it was, Uncle Miles told me never to take my eyes off of him. So, right. and he had a wireless mic. So wherever he was on stage, that's where I would, you know, yeah. I'd have to look under cymbals or, <laughs> but he was set up right in front of the drum kit for Al, for me, yeah. you know, um, for Al Foster. Uh -huh. So when we would play, the, 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 the groove he would want it in half mm -hmm. or, or four. So he would always hold up. I don't know if the audience could see it, but he would always go two fingers right. in half and then go back to four. Two. Right. But he, he had this uncanny way of knowing when to do it in the song right. that made the shit slip. Well, I mean, the thing is, we were talking about it, and we listen. We were we were freaks at that time in our lives. I mean, that's when we were. I'm gonna tell Verdine we you putting your coffee on his. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Shout out to Verdine White. Adam did it. <laughs> Verdine White gets coffee all over his bass player. Let's see who else that's is a new bass player. Okay, wait a minute. Also featured in this month's edition. Well, no one I've ever heard of, and I'm a bass player. Verdine White, though. That's a whole that's other. A bad. Yeah, that's that's the other interview. Exactly. Um. But Sorry. totally unrelated, I mean, but related to the one phone call thing, I loved the way you played in that band mm -hmm. because it was so obvious that you were an extension of the guys that you grew up hearing play with your uncle. Yeah, I mean, definitely. There was a thing, and Wolf and I were talking about this, it, it felt like, like I couldn't be a bigger fan of Val Foster, mm -hmm. but there was something, especially when you played with Daryl Jones, man, it was like, even... Funkier, and I don't even know if that's like the right way to put it. There was just another thing to it where there was an aggression that wasn't necessarily there. Um, and, and honestly, somewhere, I think Timbaland in that halftime feel should write you like a bit of a royalty yeah. check. Huh. You did some stuff, man, that I know those guys ended up totally copping. Just especially speaking to the halftime thing. I mean, I don't know if anyone's ever said that to you. You've ever thought that. There was something in the way that when that shit was cut in half was... It broke it up. It broke it and up. And Miles loved it. But you, you know what? Adam Miles knew when to... You know, uh, we don't know... I mean, I've got the Miles electric banner and we do it. Yeah. We played the bowl. Great, great players, Daryl and all this. Yeah. And Nick Payton was playing trumpet. Um, oh, that's great. Um, he had the uncanny, uncanny um, knowledge of knowing when to do it inside the song. Right. Which made it even slicker. Yeah. Now, to answer your question about Al, I got a lot of, of, of things from Al because I watched Al like a hawk. Al with the open hi-hat. Miles oh, told me to play the open hi-hat. Absolutely. And a lot of guys say, well, how come you never play Phil's? That wasn't what Miles was about in those bands. Well, that's, that's what you cracks know? me up. I was watching the Amnesty International show. Like, he was about the groove. The groove, you know. But And I saw your kit. Was it like a pearl kit? That was a rental kit. Backline it was a, kit. Oh, okay, so it's a backline I, I, I kit. And I saw the, the toms, and I just... It's so funny you mention that, because I'm like, he doesn't need those. Yeah, yeah. You need a yeah. hi-hat kit. But I caught a lot of flack for that shit, but... Why? Because they were, you don't never play any fields. I'm like, who gives a shit? My, well, I used to try to play fields, and Miles would always point back to the hi hat. Yeah. Now, it's, it's 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 people can quickly judge, but it, unless you're un, I, I used to call it the hot seat. Mm -hmm. Unless you're playing with Miles and 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 and, 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 and the drummer chair, and you have the drummer chair, you have to go with what he tells you to do. Right. 
because it's his, his band, it's Miles Davis, and and man, the nights we would fucking groove, that shit was like a freight train. It was, it was. you know, with Daryl and, and Steve Thornton, you yeah. know, and then Felton yeah. Cruz, oh, you know, Felton, Felton, all the so see cool. all the cats, the bass playing chair, uh, was always guys I played with in Chicago, so I knew if the chair ever opened up for for the Miles, I'd say. You know, I said, who you like? So I said, man, call Daryl. You know, after, after I think Tom Barney, it was, it was Marcus. Right. Tom Barney. Tom Barney and then Daryl. Wow. And then Daryl got to Tom Barney gets a little lost in the shuffle and people don't Tom know. Barney's Tom Barney's badass. Tom Barney is beyond, he's on Star on Sicily, right? Yeah, on, yeah he's a badass. I still can't. Played with, played with Steely Dan for a minute, too. Oh, no, he's, he's, he's badass. SNL New, band. Oh, he's crazy. I mean, he's like, badass. and if I'm not mistaken, Bob Cranshaw's son? Uh, yeah, I think yeah, or or yeah, or, yeah, or stepson yeah. or something. Yeah, um, but yeah, so the but base chair is ridiculous. Yeah, just and then and then did this. When the chair opened up before Daryl, it was three guys I immediately thought about. Mm-hmm. It was Daryl. It was Felton. Yeah, and it was a cat named Nate Phillips. Now so, Nathaniel Phillips played with a group called Pleasure. Oh, and there right. was a song called Glide. Yeah. I mean, and I used to play that for Uncle Miles all the time. He used to love that track with Bruce Carter on drums, and the Hepburn brothers were friends of mine. Mm. So, I think we 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 caught, we reached out to three people, and and I think Daryl was the first one to give. It. I don't remember really what happened. Talk about the sprint to the phone. Yeah, I would have yeah. been like, but Daryl was like, you know, Daryl was cool about it, and, and and I don't know if you know the story, but at the end of the, I think Daryl auditioned over the phone and played something over the phone. <laughs> Got his bass out of the car. His bass was in the car. So Uncle Miles asked him, well, how long is it going to take you to get to New York? So Daryl said, a couple of days. So Miles, Uncle Miles said, what are you going to do, walk? <laughs> so, yeah. You know, well, he figured like, it out. Here, you know. But, they, they, you know, Daryl came in, man, throwing. Uh, how, how, and like 17? Yeah, he's, maybe, I don't know. Maybe a little 18, older. 18, 19, I don't know. But Daryl was young. Baby face. Yeah. I mean, but but, then, but I was still playing, right? So then, I would go out on tour with them, but not you know just hanging with Uncle Miles. Would you work on sound or would no, you no, do, no, just, just hanging, hanging with him? Okay, you know. And uh, uh, how old are you at this point? I can't remember twenties. Okay, but but if we go back before that, yeah. when Al was in the band with Michael Henderson and, mm. and Pete Cozy and. Right. To me, that shit changed my life. Right. I mean, even even with Jack and Tony, that changed my life too. But I was too young to comprehend. Yeah, I was gonna say you must have been yeah, like I was eight, too, nine, yeah, I, I was too, too young to comprehend the. I knew Jack was cold blooded and Tony was slick as hell. But it's 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 not until I went to the auditorium and saw Al with Michael and and there was a guitar player from from a French guitar player named Dominique Guamont and Reggie Lucas. It was three guitar players. Oh wow. And it was in Tume and yeah. Dave Liebman and then I think Sonny Fortune. And Miles with the Wawa and the organ and the right. And they had all these these Yamaha, these bank of Yamaha uh, amps. I don't know if you ever saw that photo. I'm Miles sure Davis I have. Yamaha with the liberation, the black liberation colors, they were red, black, and green. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 um, speaker cloth. Right. With Miles Davis Yamaha. And we went to the auditorium, man, and that shit was me, I got Randy Hall, all my boys. Yeah. I remember my mom had all these tickets, and I ran up to the basketball court and gave. I said, "Come on, man, we're going to the auditorium." Oh wow! And then that 
that was 74 maybe. Oh, wow. So then up to 80, yeah. uh, we did Man With The Horn. We had a band, Randy Hall. Right. It was Richard Patterson. Oh, wow. He's great. And and Felton played in, in one of the configurations. The, the, the chairs would float, you know, the, the different right. musicians would come, come and go. But um, this particular band was Felton, Bobby Irving, mm. Randy and myself, uh, Glenn Burns, and a cat named Joe McGee on sax. Okay. So, Miles used to, Uncle Miles used to call the... Um, Is that AL7 or AL7? Yes. Yeah. That's why yeah. I read yeah. about that. Yeah. First we had Time, Space, and Distance. We oh. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. And then AL7 with the L upside down. Yeah. So, he would call the house and have my mom put the phone down. And he would critique us and after we played for you know, an hour, two hours. Wow. And each day he was, you know, would say, you know, because we rehearsed every day. Huh. And uh, he said, try this, talk to Randy, try this, Bobby, play this. And then one day he said, you want to make a record? And then we, you know, flew to David Mel with the home, flew George yeah. Butler, under George Butler. Sure, Dr. New York, George Butler. Flew yeah. us to New York, stayed wow. at the Sunset, at the Sheridan, not the Sunset, the Sheridan Marquee. Oh wow! And man, free room service. I mean, we just charged. Yeah. Oh, we were, we were, we, we would thought we were ballers, man. Yeah. And Dr. George sent a limo for us. We all piled in this stretch. Oh, wow. what studio did y'all go into? Thirtieth uh, Street, Sony. Yeah, that's when when it was still open. Right. Yeah. Wow. And we did with Tio. Yeah. Stan Tonkel. Yeah, famous, yeah, 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 yeah. And we cut a bunch of tracks, man. And and shout and man with the horn made the record. Sure. Yeah. And. Um, but then, when when the on the comeback, Uncle Miles decided to go with Marcus Al, sure, and mm -hmm. you know Bill Evans, Amino, right. And we were crushed because we thought we were gonna hit, you know, do a tour. But so then, <laughs> I mean, if you can get any consolation out oh, of that, man. look, look who's on the get. You yeah, know what I mean? It's did, like yeah, yeah. I mean, it's badass cats. And then we did the record, and it was it was all gravy. So yeah. And then no, Randy went on to do Pleasure, and then right. you know Cats went on to work back in Chicago. Right. And then we were, you know, I would, I would, I would co-produce or associate produce records like You're Under Arrest, it's Decoy, right? Decoy, Aura. What it is? And 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 there was a song called uh, Human Nature. Well, of course. And Al didn't want to. Something happened where Al and Miles didn't agree to it, or he didn't want to do it, or something. Right. And we were in New York and. I was in the control room, and and Uncle Ma said, you know, Vince, get out here and play this track. But they had to take Al's drums out or something. So Buddy Williams, you know Buddy Williams. Yeah, I know Buddy really. He had a kit there, and Artie Smith, his his. Tech. Oh my God! Artie, yeah, yeah. See, see, all the names. Artie, you know, right? yeah. Yeah. So I called Buddy. Always there for lunch. I said, Buddy, can I use your drums, man? We got to do a track. There were, I think it was a Gretsch kit. Mm -hmm. and, and Buddy said no problem and Artie he, he was their drums were in another studio or something sure so they came in we, we took a break and they set them up and, and, and Adam I wasn't even scared I was just like let's go you know because yeah. it was so like come on and, and not to take anything from Al I wasn't trying to like no you know what I mean it's like family but man I kind of, that's my count on, on the track nice. and we, we cut it about two or three times and that was it I think it was it was a couple of things. Miles wanted some some Simmons drums, so oh, we had to right. get a kit of Simmons. There's your fills right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, it, it was it was fun, man. And, and then we were on the road after that. 
And you did it, did you, I feel like it's like mid-80s, like 84, 84 to 87. 80, okay, yeah. oh, I was right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Ricky came along. Ricky Wilmer, which right. he's a badass. Go, okay. Oh, man, don't shake his hand, though. Mm-hmm. Good mm-hmm. Lord. I met him during a Manla, and I, I thought, I mean, yeah. I got a bass player handshake. I was ready, and everyone warned me, and I was like, I'm really? fine. Yeah. Oh, He's a beautiful cat. Too. He really is, and he's an incredible player. I remember yeah. he watching him do the sessions for... Um, Oh, well, I, I forget all the names of the tunes, but he just killed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was really mm-hmm. great. And the band changed. I remember there was like a bass player named Benny. Benny, Benny from Benny's Sa- playing with Santana. Santana. Right? He, but he was playing with them then, too. Mm-hmm. I think he's but always been playing with Benny's them. Benny's back. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's back. Great but, guy. But, you know, it, each, 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 um, each group sounded different, you know, with mm. Kenny. See, I played with Bob Berg, who was fucking... Oh. Uh, and then Blackbird played with us for a minute. Right. Blackbird Me Night on Guitar and yeah. had, we had Stern for a minute, Schofield. I saw you on a tour with I saw you with Stern. I saw you with Robin Gary Ford. Gary Thomas played. Oh Robin, yeah, Robin. Robin was, was ridiculous. Was it was yeah. And we, that's the amnesty thing Robin was playing. I, and I think Sanborn set in. Uh oh. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw you was Bob, it's definitely Bob Bird. Okay. Because I didn't know who he was and I was I was like oh, Bird? thirteen. Well, I was thirteen. Okay. You know what I mean? And I was just like. I thought I was going to see somebody else and he was the horn player mm-hmm. and I just remember being like, who is this? Where do you get that sound? That's ridiculous. And then going backwards wow. and seeing like... I used Ooh. to call him Iceberg. Man. He was cold-blooded. He, he, he actually... I felt like he kind of stole the show when I saw the one at the Melon Jazz Festival. Probably. He he was so killing. Was and sure. yeah, I mean, it's just so sad how like... Yeah. yeah, this yeah. Is, you know, shit happens. And, 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 and I mean, it was some great nights, man. You know, and and you know just to, to to at the end of the gig, Miles would I say Miles Uncle Miles would critique us and he have us come up to his suite you know and if we if we kicked ass he would buy us dinner but if the <laughs> shit was sad he'd be like be a, you know he'd take he you know he'd call him, you know, yeah the next cat would come in you know, oh it's no like, yeah it's like getting your grade oh no but. A lot of nights, man. We had a lot of great meals and, yeah. and listen because he would listen to every night, every board tape, every night. He yeah. went through like this is when the Walkman was popular. Sure, man. he went through about a hundred Walkmans. And <laughs> he used to break the headphones all the time. We said, yeah. ask Aaron. We used to go out. Oh, and they're get, horrible headphones. And, 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 and then, then Adam, he would ask us, "Let me borrow your headphones." We'd always like, "No, no, no. Yeah, you know, we'd try to hide them and shit because we knew if we if we got them, we wouldn't get them back. Yeah, that's we'd get the them idea. two pieces." Yeah. And then at one time, he, at one point, he was just listening to it like this because they were he sure. sniping him. Oh, you know, man. Just, but, man, those were beautiful days, man. Well, that's a, and that's the thing. I wanted to talk to you because, you know, listen, and, and, and I grew up in this. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, you know, I'm not going to, you know, it's funny. I've interviewed a bunch of people now. And it's mm-hmm. like, I'll talk about my old man sometimes. And then I'll feel like it's not about, like, where we're from. But if you grew up in this, and even though you're talking about your uncle, this... This person that's an icon, that's so revered and looked at from the outside in from people as mm-hmm. this thing, I mean, it's your uncle. I mean, there's, there's you know this what? whole and, and, other and, and, level. And Adam, you can relate because your dad, and, and you, I know you just talked to Layla, mm. but... Well, late, my dad produced her dad. Come on, come so sitting on. and talking about Donnie Hathaway and Miles Davis and you and Layla, it's Chicago Day. And all Freddie that White. Not to, not to jump off. Jump no, do whatever you want. Freddie White. Played on Donnie Hathaway Live. Mm. Mm. Freddie White is Maurice's little brother. Yes, he Freddie is. Freddie White is who I stayed with when I first moved to L.A. Oh, man. Freddie's like, to this day, is still my idol. 
Chicago yeah. is oh, Chicago. so Connection. deep. Pete Cozy took me to, to Freddie's. Freddie's mother, they had a big house in South Shore, mm-hmm. around the corner from Ramsey Lewis. And, and, and oh. their, their, their parents, their, their father was a doctor. This is Maurice Freddie and, and, and uh, Bernie. So right. I've been doing, you know, our families are tight. Sure. And um, I met Freddie, he looked larger than life. And I already knew him from the Donny Hathaway days, and, yeah. and Earth, Wind, and Fire was in town. So, yeah. So his mother. Wow, I always forget they're from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. They had a group called the Pharaohs. Maurice, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, Fine, yeah. You know, and, and, and yeah. Chess with with Maurice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The whole but, network. Uh, and, and Ramsey, you know. Eddie Harris. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just ridiculous. Chicago. So, so there was the AACM. There was always some, some music to play in Chicago. You could. And you had to play all different styles, you know. They had, they had a jingle, uh, you know, huge advertising, yeah, yeah, huge yeah, yeah. advertising. And then Tom Tom is there. If you, if Tom Tom still in Chicago. Tom Washington, the arranger. He's one of my favorites yeah, of all. Charles Stephanie, you know, oh, come on, you know? yeah. But but I went over to the South Shore to to, to, to the White House, and and, and the, their mom said, "Boy, you better if I give you these tickets, you better use them." They were playing at the stadium. Yeah. And the old right, Chicago, the old Chicago So stadium, I went right. to the concert, and man, I watched Freddie. I had some binoculars, and I didn't take my eyes off Freddie's drums mm-hmm. and his drumming. And and we just got tight after that. Mm-hmm. He took me under his wing. Wow. He took Michael White yeah. from Chicago under his sure, wing. Sure. Jonathan Moffitt. Oh. Uh, Sugarfoot. Sure. Um, Rayford Griffin. It was a couple. Oh, wow, of, that's a, a lot people. of guys. Yeah. Now, I didn't few cast that Freddie really dug and, and yeah. really, really kind of like. Rayford ended up in Earth, Wind, and Fire at a certain point. Like, no, no, no. Rayford. I, I remember was playing with Stanley Clark. And oh, yeah, Rayford. Playing, Rayford Stanley, Jean-Luc Ponty. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't. He didn't I don't, do I think, like a. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I know Sonny did it. Sorry. Sonny, Sonny Emery. Yeah, my bad. My bad. Yeah, but, but Rayford's a beast. Totally. his brother. See, his brother, Reggie. I mean, I'm just talking. You know, we can edit. Yeah. But no, no, no. Rayford and Reggie are badass, and then they grew up in Indianapolis with Babyface. Oh, And they right. had a band called Manchild. Yeah, I know. Manchild yeah. was signed to Shy Sound, which was Carl mm. Davis's label. But um, it's, all, it's all the Midwest thing. And so, you know, so when I moved to L.A. When was this? When did That you... was 1984. Okay, so when you started touring with Miles yeah, yeah, and basically. No, yeah, 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 basically. More or less. Yeah, yeah. You know. well, we, we did the record, and then... And then I, I came out to L.A. and Miles lived in Malibu with Sicily. Right. But I wanted to stay in the city, so Freddie had a townhouse in West L.A. And I stayed with him. And, and um, you know, it was just like talking to him about music. And he used to play all these outtakes of Earth, Wind & Fire tracks, man. And a lot of them had Maurice on it. Yeah, yeah. And then with him on it. Yeah, and they yeah. had a place called The Complex. I don't know. Was, yeah. oh, I, I can only yeah. see now my head's going to explode. He would take me to, the, that's where the, the rehearsal space. It was like oh. SIR. And so I, that's why I met George Massenburg, David Foster, yeah. all these, because those guys were like writers. You know? Well, and a lot of people, it's funny, David Foster gets a weird, well, you know, he went on to work on all the, you know, Celine Dion, sure, all these sure. big, shiny, yeah, yeah. But he, happy there, records. They were writing, writing partners with Maurice back but, in the day. Yeah. yeah. So to come out of that, Man. and that's your, basically, you're getting your master's degree, you know, I, I kind of don't yeah. really give him that much shit because I'm just like, no. I met him just a couple weeks ago. And honestly, I wanted to talk about that stuff with him. And I was just like, it wasn't the right setting. And it was just like, but like that, the, every... But you should go back and try to... 
Well, I mean, yeah. and I'm sure he'd be yeah. like, he'll yes, love man. to talk about that yeah, because that's the I realest shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's it. It was, it was his, his formidable years, you know? And he, yeah. I'm sure he would like to share it. I hope he would. No. Yeah. And I'm in Massenburg, and he was he was just inventing the faders, you know, the automated faders. Yeah, 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 the flying faders. I was checking all this shit. I mean, it was like it was like a history lesson every day, yeah. you know. And then and then um, um, Uncle Miles would come drive his Ferrari in and hang out with Freddie and I. We'd watch boxing and we yeah. had popcorn ready for him, and yeah, and you know, and then we'd go out to Malibu and hang out with him and Verdine and. You know, and then, because, man, the 70s, 80s, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Gigantic. You know what I mean? Gigantic. Did, like, did, stadium still tours. Still now, I mean, but Well, then, yeah, but they you know, definitely, with like. sat with the horns and the whole thing. I mean, those horns you know, went on to be the horn section Mario, for yeah. so many, you And know. see, and, and come, a Midwest thing is another thing in the Midwest, horn bands. Yeah. Steve Arrington and I type from Slade. Yeah. You know, the high players. Yeah. And we had. Well, a, listen, that, not to interrupt, but yeah. that grows out of. That grows out of Basie. That grows mm-hmm. out of Midwest big bands. Yeah. Guys playing horns. But, you know, and then together. you got them in New Orleans too. You know, because I no, no, of course. Bramford and, Mar- and oh. Winston, and they had horn bands and no, absolutely. Bands, you, know, you know, funk bands were all around, I guess. But but there's a real tradition. It's funny. Like at some point in the, you know, listen, it's, you can't have a big band on the road. It's one of the least profitable sure. things of all time. Sure. So those bands turn into sections. Those sections turn into the Phoenix horns. Yeah, the Phoenix horns, and it's some of the baddest shit. But you know, as I look at it, as we move forward, it's like, well, who's the horn section now? Yeah, like where where does that tradition go? But it's, you know, they they stop using horns on on records. Well, yeah, like, I mean, you know, like the only thing I can think that's of is kind of sad to me. Justin Timberlake's out right now with the regiment horns. They're buddies of mine. Dante it's a, Winslow it's, and all those. Yeah, guys. and it's you know yeah. Eric and and, 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 and Kevin, and yeah. and it's like. They were smart enough to be like, hey, we're in L.A., we need gigs, we're a team. Yeah. They're strength in numbers. Sure. You know? But other than that, I can't I think of the anything. Horns, man. I love horns, man. I, I cut... <laughs> I had a... I had a... <laughs> I mean... I had a production company called Neftra. All right. And we were cutting... We cut Bobby Womack. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's cool. Go we ahead. We cut Bobby Womack. We had an artist named Niles Rivers, who's a bad dude from Ohio... Mm-hmm. Carol Hatchett, who's who's cold vocalist, she's still out, you know, right. doing her thing. Um, um, Phil Upchurch, oh yeah, badass. Absolutely, right here, right here in this living room. I had Bob Hurst right there, <laughs> Russ Ferranti on the piano. Yeah, Phil was here. Yeah, and my drums were right there. That's I've perfect. I had Billy Preston here with the Hammond B three, um, and then the horn section. Yeah, horn dates with yeah. with, with uh, who would you uh, have? Who was your? Who would you have coming? It was a cat, Lewis. Um, he's gonna kill. Me. Yeah, that's all right. We're getting older. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're allowed. To he's, out with, he's out with. Uh, who's he out with? I think he's out with Cool and the Gang. Oh wow! But um, uh, and then the trumpet player. I just saw him <laughs> a while back. I see these guys' faces. It's got to be rough being a trumpet player and hanging out with Miles' nephew. Man, you know, yeah, it's like, I mean, these cats, um, this is the real deal. And we cut horns right here in, yeah. the, in the living room. Um, yeah. Lewis Taylor. Lewis Taylor, okay. And uh, sorry, Lewis, I'm, I'm having a brain freeze. Yeah, it's okay. And a trumpeter, man, Bijan Watson, played okay. all the high shit. Uh-huh. And, and then, so it was Lewis's section. Right. And um, 
then we, we cut strings here with a friend of mine named Raymond Jones, who wrote Stay With Me Tonight for him, Jeffrey Osborne, he passed oh, away. Wow. Now, Raymond used to play with Sheik wow. and um, String Dates here. I mean, I was going for it. I was spending a lot of bread thinking I could get all these artists signed. Right. And Ray Parker told me, he said, man, listen, <laughs> you should have taken a fourth of that money, cut one artist, yeah. and you've been and then that would have paid for the other artists. Well, listen, but I was like, you know, we're so such music lovers. Right? Yeah, you gotta, I was like, let's listen. cut. It was like I was gonna buy Rumble. Captain and Tennille had a studio called Rumble up, up the street, yeah. and I was gonna buy that studio. Right. And I, I was just into it, man. Just writing checks, signing checks, signing checks. Oh sign. man. You know, because I was in the moment. Yeah. Because you know. Uh, listen, I mean, you, you, know, you gotta but, make some mistakes to learn. You know what? Do but you I got hit financially. I got hit. But I, I'm, I'm getting. You know. You know. You. You live and learn, but it was such a beautiful time to to be recording, and I would have one one session in one room, and one session in another room, and then if we and if we didn't want to track and rumbo, we'd cut here at the house, yeah. and to have Billy Preston in your living room, who could say they could do you know, you know what I mean? With a Hannah B three, I'd be writing some checks. You know what too, I mean? Like, I'd be you know it yeah. was it was beautiful, man, and 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 Bobby Womack, and you know he he's like. Didn't get much better than that, but that was that was after the Miles thing. But right. but being around Uncle Miles taught me, you know, it's it's like you said, it's a master class. It's just it's it's all it all prepares you mm-hmm. to, to to for the future to do what you want to do. You know, watching him lead a band. Now I lead bands, mm-hmm. so it's the rights and the wrongs on how to to to, to go towards your future. You know, being I'm sure you've got a lot of lessons your dad taught you oh, that you use to this day. I, I see you on Facebook, man. You like posting like different records. I'm like, damn, Adam, you got, you checking that out right now? Well, you know? I mean, but for that's me, our, that's our listen, man. That was our Gerber. That was our that yeah. was our you know that my, was my that thing was, our, was my old man who then basically ushered me into I mean I wrote a letter was our into formula. Marcus Come on, into man. Lenny White. Come on. I mean, like, if you're not going to learn about this shit from them, you're not going to learn anything. And there's a disconnect now, man, because kids don't don't know about, you know, some kids don't do their homework and study the the, the lineage of, of, of the music. You know I what I mean? Like, like we were, you know. Yeah, like, you know, look what's playing you know right I mean? now. The Muscle Shoals. Muscle Shoals. I didn't even know. It's not those times, man. I know. Everything is instant. Should be instant, instant. Like we used to go to record stores. Yeah, I, man. As soon as I would go to New York, I'd get a Village Voice. Yeah, because then you had Sweet Basil's, you had the Seventh Avenue South, the Breakers Club, and Vanguard, Vanguard. So yeah. I would, I would, I would drop my my bags off at Uncle Miles at a hotel. Yeah, and I'd go straight downtown. Maybe hit Tower Records first and get all your right, CDs. Right, 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 right. And then hit, you know, Basil's, Doom, Seventh Avenue. I saw some killing shit on all those. That whole strip, you know, just McCoy. Yeah. I saw Al with Sonny Rollins, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, you saw Joe Henderson, Philly Joe was still living, uh-huh. uh, Art Blakey was still living, Elvin, yeah. you know, McCoy. It's like, man. Yeah. And then yeah, they had the records right. too, you know. So, you know, a lot of times we, it's, it's the thing where, for me, I was reading the records and the side men. Yeah. Then I would have posters on the wall of all my musicians. Yeah. Then they would come to town and, and my we call, you know, somebody had a car, some gas money, yeah. and we'd all go down and, and, and see the cats, whoever was in, in town, you know. I feel like my little sub-generation of guys, and obviously I grew up in it, so I caught a little more of it than some of my peers, 
Mm. We kind of caught a little bit of the end of mm. that. Because mm. I'm like a 42-year-old. But you saw Marcus and you saw Luther. And well, no. I mean, saw them. I spent years. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, spent like yeah, two you, and a half but years. But that's, that's family to you. It is. You know what I, mean? I mean, you know what's funny? Luther, in a way, like, because Marcus, Marcus is a guy that he doesn't, listen, he's really funny. He's really, you know, he's a, he's a really great cat, but he's not like, he's not like my boy. He's very mm. much mentor, mm-hmm. watch and learn. He mm-hmm. doesn't, he never said, hey, what are you doing with your thumb there? You're, mm. you're holding it mm. wrong. Don't do this. Mm-hmm. None of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Luther, on the other hand, like during, there was a record called Any Love. And sure. I remember, you know, and I was just talking about this with Layla and it's funny. Marcus was like, listen, you're coming tomorrow. We're starting this record. And if Luther doesn't like you, I can't do anything wow. about it. Wow. So you'll know in the first hour if Luther kind of gets a good vibe from mm-hmm. you or not. And, and this is, I mean. You were just sitting there chilling, right? I, I was 16. Wow. I, I left high school to like be around this stuff. Wow. You know? And Marcus was cool enough to say, hey, if you're going to be around, just sit in a corner. Sure. And I just was like, I dummied up. I was like, I'm going to be silent. Mm-hmm. You won't even know I'm there. And, and I was, actually. Mm. But I went in. You know, this was at Right Track. And, and Luther was just like, you know, I went in and, and, and I kind of like just got in my little cut mm-hmm. there. And I was quiet. Mm-hmm. And about two, three hours in, Marcus was like, you're cool. You know, you, wow. you can have, like I just, he was like, Luther was like totally. So you saw him track and everything? I saw everything. Did you meet Yogi? Was Yogi's no, still? Yogi, Yogi, wasn't, Yogi, Yogi wasn't around. It was. I saw all. So here's the thing. It was really funny when when they went. Backgrounds were way into the process, but when Sissy Houston came in, oh. I mean, it was she. She went nuts when she found out I was Joel's son because they're they're they Damn. were so tight. They were really tight. My dad used Sissy on everything. Mm. So I'll never forget. Luther just cracked up. She. He was like, "Wow." You, but did Luther know who you were by then? He knew who I was. I kind of. You know, I don't know. Maybe that. Marcus probably whispered. Some, he probably said, yeah. who's that dude? And Marcus probably said, you know. I don't know. No, no. I think I basically, it was funny because Luther and my old man, I don't know that they really got along. No, honest. but I mean, I mean, Luther being a big fan of your dad's, he probably. Yeah. I think he ultimately yeah. was like, all right, whatever. You know, like, okay, right. that's Joel's son or whatever. Right. You know, this is a different time. This is like 86, 87, yeah, 88. Luther was a, he was Luther a, he, was at he, the he studied, Yeah, yeah, but he, he was a, he was a, he was a, a student of, well, yeah. I mean, he really, yeah. And that. honestly, Sissy brought him through, and he did all of those dates. And, and I like, remember I mean, when Luther, Luther was, was singing with Roberta. Well, background. Then my dad Roberta, was producing all those records. That people so Downey there, Hathaway tour. I mean, uh, that people, um, people Roberta tour. Remember that? Uh, with Buddy Williams and, it's, and uh, Marcus from Blue Lights in the Basement. Is that the closer? No, 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 no. This is not the Donnie. It was, it was, it was people, and. Um, I celebrate my, they had a tour. I celebrate my love or and they were on tour. Yeah, and Buddy was yeah. playing. And, and yeah, Mark, yeah, Buddy was playing. And Luther was singing background. Oh, yeah. And, and, and that's how they did a sound check or something. And Robert, and Luther was singing all Roberta's parts or something. And Roberta's like, no, you should be doing, you should do a record. You should be, you know, yeah, do your own yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then they, and then that's when Luther signed with, uh, with Sony. And Buddy and, and used that buddy. whole crew. Never too much. That was Buddy. That's and, and, and absolutely and Marcus. That was and, all that. Yeah, yeah. and I also think that Marcus, if I'm not mistaken, there was a connection to SNL uh, with not only with Luther but with David Sanborn, right. and they all like that was just those were the yeah. guys, and they all knew each other, and they were all on sessions. But Luther, at these sessions, it, I went from just being quiet and staying in the corner to like Luther kind of got to know me, hmm. and every night, you know, it got to the point where he was like, you know. 
you live like two miles from here. I'm going to give you a ride home. He gave me a ride home literally every night for two months. Wow. And we got to know each other. He wrote my recommendation for school. I mean, he told B.B. Green what to write. I'm sure Luther he didn't did. write it. Luther. I got so, my, my letter of recommendation. Because he was a private person, too. Luther was very private. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think he just dug the fact that I was just like, hey, I want to do this. I want to learn from you guys. And I watched. And wow. I was respectful. And as a result of just basically just being respectful, he was always such a sweetheart. So, so Nat so, Adderley, you knew Nat? Yeah, I knew Nat. Badass Nat Adderley. I, I knew Nat, and, and at this point, you know, I'm trying to think, you know, it was weird. The records were already starting to be sort of piecemeal because they were, there's so much, so much uh, sort of technology was already involved. You know, like you had, I remember there was one tune where Dave Gamson from, Scritti Politti, mm. you know, and Scritti Politti, mm. I mean, the perfect way, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. he brought in a tune and it was the first time I ever saw the entire tune. He just pulled out a computer and the whole wow. song was in Performer. And I was like, what's Performer? Wow. Wow. It's like version one, wow. you know? So yeah, they did this song, Comeback. It's on, you know, like, it's such a great track. And that's Ganson. With Marcus and with, you know, the guys, you know, mm. adding their thing to it. Mm. There was a lot of technology. So, unfortunately, there wasn't like, they didn't record basics. Mm -hmm. There wasn't like, you know, there was like, well, there was this, um, you know, Jason Miles? Everybody, yeah. everybody yeah. knows Jason. Yeah. So, Jason had every synthesizer ever. And he, Marcus would say, get me a bell sound. Get me a bass sound. Get me this. And he would just play everything. Jay would make the sound and Marcus would play it. Wow. And it would be one track at a time and Luther would be watching soap operas in the lounge. And I would hang out and we'd talk about like old movies or whatever. It was an incredible way to learn. But it was also like, these are just, you know, Marcus and I played basketball in the studio. We, had, we set up like a hoop with this like Nerf. Wow. So I'm like, we're just, Marcus is we're just hanging. He's a beautiful cat, man. He's yeah. He's, he's never wavered. You know, I love Mark. He's, he, he, you know, and all this accomplishments, yeah. he keeps it humble. You know, well, to, for me. No, no, he's crazy humble. But here's the thing. There he's are so a, many people that just think he makes these Marcus Miller albums. They don't know about the work. Man, please. That's, I was talking to Mike White today. They're doing a, Well, of course Mike know, White's going to, you know. Mike White, they're I'm doing a movie day now. He said, man, he yeah. said, Marcus... He said he was he he was playing piano on the score, you know, with the score. And, he could but see, I met Marcus when he was playing bass with Lenny White when Lenny first came to town. Venusian Summer. What is that? What's that record? That's he was like sixteen. Was Lenny Don White. Blackman. Yep, all the Jamaica guy. You know, the first day I met Lenny White, he was producing a Pieces of a Dream record. Remember Cedric yeah, yeah, sure, Napoleon sure, sure. and other yeah, from Germantown, yeah, yeah, yeah. and. I was, I was 16, I was the assistant engineer at Quad Studios in New York, Quads, wow. where Tupac got yeah, shot wow, the first time. Wow, wow. So they're on the, they're in the penthouse, and I remember they all came in, and I was just like, I was like, you know, I introduced myself to the guys, because I'm a ham from mm -hmm. Philly, I, was, mm -hmm. I love you guys, mm -hmm. and Lenny comes in, and he was kind of, you know, he didn't really say sure. anything to me, and uh, I'll never forget this, because I met Lenny uh, the same day I met Marcus, wow. and, and we, they ordered lunch, and I brought Lenny the wrong drink mm. and he started yelling at me like I mean I just I was like what's going on and it was so funny it was like he just kept yelling this is bogus he just kept saying bogus and I was like what is bogus coming right. what are you a surfer right. you know right. I'm just like right. you're Lenny White why right. are you yelling he, he doesn't curse no 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 he yeah. doesn't curse yeah. he's like you know 
And I just remember, I, I went, and I took, like, I, I was like, all right, screw this. I'm, you know, I just got yelled at for bringing him a blueberry soda instead yeah. of a, something else. Right, right, right. And he'll, he'll laugh to this day about this, but, like, I called my old man, and, and, and my old man was going to come to pick me up, and I was like, do you know Lenny White? And he was like, yeah, I'm a drummer. I know him, right, of course. Right. I go, he just yelled at me for, like, 10 minutes about soda. Right, right, right. And he was like, fuck that, I'm coming down there. And he was really? like, he's not going to yell at you. What is he yelling? Yeah. You know, he got all, he's my right, dad. Right, 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 you know, right, right, it's right. like, you know. So he comes down. My you know, we were going to go back to Philly later that night anyway. Session mm -hmm. was wrapping up. And my dad comes up in the elevator. And run, walking into the lobby, he bumps into Marcus. Uh -huh. So Lenny at this point has no idea who I am. Mm -hmm. But as soon as that elevator opens and he sees my old man walking, he goes, Joe. And my old man goes, Adam. And Lenny goes, oh. Like, he just makes wow. this face like. You, that's your dad? Wow. And I was like, yeah, I, I wouldn't think of that. Right, I'm like, it's right. my fucking sure, dad. We're sure. going to go home and watch the basketball, you know? Right. So, so did you all commute from, from New York to Philly? Every weekend we okay. went back okay. to Philly. I but came up to live here, place in New York on okay. the east side. And I just remember Marcus was on the elevator and he comes out and I had written him a letter and totally reached out. That's like, your first time ever meeting me. I never met him. I talked to wow. him on the phone and I thought, we mentioned my buddy Wolf earlier, I thought it was Wolf. So I, I get this call from Marcus Miller, and I'm like, um, yeah, fuck you. I was like, it's, you know, this is not... What it was Marcus? Click. You know, uh, and he go, and I, finally, I actually said to him, I said, all right, if this is really you, what key is the song from your solo record, <laughs> Loving You, in? And, 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 you know, like the side note, what film did that song appear in? And he was like, um, Bustin' Loose, and it's in A-flat. And I was just like... Oh my God, this is my wow. <laughs> or wow. A was it's an A or whatever. Wow. And I was like, oh my God, it's not, you know, my buddy Wolf, we've been friends since we were 11. Wow. So, so yeah, so Marcus walks up and Lenny is just like, oh my God. So not only are you, you know, Marcus, you know, he's ever since that well, day. Marcus wasn't on the date. He was no, he was just happening. I think he's just coming upstairs yeah, to, yeah, you know, he yeah. ran into my dad. My dad said, yeah. come upstairs. He's like, Lenny's upstairs. Wow. So it was just like, it's not that big of a deal, but I'm just like, Lenny, he never yelled at me again. <laughs> Sure, <laughs> he never sure. yelled at me again, yeah. but you know, and actually one of the you know sweetest guys. But wow, I just thought that was hysterical. And then literally, I think like about two weeks later, they were mixing. Uh, remember Debut yeah. from School Days? Yeah, yeah. They were mixing that. Yeah, I, I, I remember. I hung out on that. We played for about an hour, and he's like, "Come to the studio and hang out." There was another song that Lenny wrote. I think Debut was Mark Stevens, Shaka Khan's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and Marcus. And there was a trumpet. Uh, that Lenny wrote? Yeah, the, the perfect way or something. It was a ballad. Oh, I don't know. And I really don't know. And it was Terrence Blanchard. Mm. And was that from School Days? That was from School Days. It could have been because I know that, that the school score days. was done by Spike's dad. You know the the actual score, but I'm sure it was, it was Terrence Collins playing the part. And 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 B Billy, uh, Billy, homegirl was singing. Damn, who was singing? Who was singing the track? Oh, I gotta call it. We gotta get it. <laughs> oh, Lenny. We gotta document it. He's, I think he's in the studio. Oh yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, I love that you're calling Lenny White as we're sitting yeah, here talking. Man. That's beautiful. Of course, he won't answer. No, he's, I, he's told me he was cutting. Oh, he's tracking? Yeah. Uh, 
I know what you're talking about because he did a track for that soundtrack, mm-hmm. and it's, it's it's it wasn't like Melissa. Uh, well, no. Um, and she's gonna kill me too because I know who's singing on it too. Right. Uh, Something Williams or or I feel like it's. Uh, I remember who it is. I totally remember that. Let me call it. <laughs> Lenny. Oh boy, did he just yelled at me. The only two people that ever yelled at me like that. He yelled at me, and Eddie Harris yelled at me. Eddie Harris. Eddie yelled at who, who, me. That's great to be yelled at. Those. That's what I. Well, that's kind of what I'm getting around to. If you're gonna get yelled at, it might as well be like you know. Now I just have to find. Let me see. I got a drummer, a, a saxophonist. I got. I need a piano player and a bass player to yell at me, and I'll have a great rhythm, <laughs> a great rhythm section, a quartet. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, what is that? He's playing a fretless. It's crazy. Anyway, yeah, but it was just those times, man. It's so different. You know, I wanted to ask you, because this is like a kind of a you know, like a strange thing because, you know, when did you dig that your uncle was this icon? Because it's like, it's your family. Yeah, you know, you know, that's what? a great question. Because um, it's like, it's just your uncle yeah, to it's you. Uncle Miles, and my mother used to dress me up and I'd go see him. And, right. And stay in the wings and I was always mesmerized by the drummer. Right. But as I got older, and in the life-changing moment, I did it for Vic Firth for the drumstick company. Oh, great. The life-changing moment for me was 70, 74 uh-huh. at the auditorium, 74, 75. Then he took a break, and he didn't play from, like, 76 to 80. Right. You know, but that that alf, that band with... Now, you're talking about halftime. Oh, he should yeah, do his yeah. fist like this. Boom. Change. Boom. Yeah. And Michael Henderson was playing some African bass shit. It was just... Yeah. Loud and just, it was so aggressive and like killing and in your face and the shit was like, what is this? Right. And Al had these big three-inch drumsticks, like big parades. Oh yeah. And then he was bashing these hats, and I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is what I want to do. Right. This is it for me. Right. And um, but I guess I was talking more about like. Digging that the fact that your uncle, oh, who's but, but just, I mean, and, yeah, and then, you know, and then it's like it started as in, at the older I got, then it started sinking in with this, you know, and and then, but but you know what, Adam, I would play kind of blue and play all the quintet things in the basement, yeah, and and just dig them, right? But it's just that it's like I, the comp, the, the the trying to put it piece it all together, right, was like heavy on my on, on my mind, sure. And well, then I used it's to read things, time. and then the older I got, it just came to me like, damn. Yeah. You know, well, I, I was just like that for you, right? No. Yeah. Because you're around it. I, to and, me, listen, my old man came home, and, and I'm gonna bring up something Aaron and I talked about, and I thought it was people don't think about this shit, but for me, listen, my old man would come home, and whatever he was doing that mm-hmm. week or whatever, mm-hmm. we watch football. Yeah. And yeah. like he left it, it, with the exception of a couple, he worked on a Neville Brothers record when I was like ten or eleven, and like you know what, he was consumed by mm. it. So we but you knew lived it. Was something. It. Yeah, yeah, we we I lived through that record with him even as a like a baby, like mm. I was ten or eleven, mm. and I you know, you know it's funny, you know I you know Art Neville would be sleeping at the house like on the weekends, and I just would hang out with Art Neville, and I didn't know anything other than like we watch cartoons together. Wow. You know, I'm like watching yeah. Bugs Bunny with Art Neville. Was, was it like 
Did she do the, the Well, I think it's a little she different. Was younger. She was younger and also her father passed. I think she was right, about 10. Right, so yeah, there's yeah, a different yeah. thing there. Yeah. But I think yeah, there were those times, but you know, I was talking to Aaron and 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 it was, you know, he was I, he's young. He was young. And too. he was very young. Sure. And, and he said, "Listen, man, you know, I didn't even know the music and he didn't talk about it. Yeah. If he had already done it, it was done." And every once in a while, there might be a story, or hey, you know, Winton Kelly, it was, something would come up in context, sure. but it was never spoken about. So at that point, you're getting this, you know, and I think Aaron was comfortable enough. We're sitting, we're just talking, you know sure. what I mean? And he's just like, hey, I didn't even know the music. I started learning the music very further in than I wish I had. Like he kind of yeah. learned it well, a little, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, he you know. Young, he was a kid. Yeah, he was into Metallica, and exactly that kind of thing. And I was you know, like, I used to live with him in Malibu, and I would. And our rooms were next to each other. I was like, Aaron, who was that you listening to? And he would listen to Metallica, NWA. I mean, <laughs> this, this thing was like, this is the, 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 when MTV was really prevalent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but people make these assumptions like, well, you're Miles Davis' son or you're Miles Davis' yeah, nephew. Yeah. You know, you must know every Man, single Miles outtake. Me, Miles of... told me the first, he said, three records to check out. James Brown, The Big Payback. <laughs> the Immortal Oda Shredding. Oh, Al Jackson. Okay. And uh, um, the third was was the band of Gypsies. Yeah. Well, Jerry Andrews and Buddy, because he loved Buddy Miles. Oh yeah. And 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 in Chicago, when I was coming up, there there weren't any the the, the radio stations. It was a radio station that played all types of music. Right. You, you had you you didn't have like hip hop or R and B or you know you had you could play WLS. And listen to the Beatles and Motown and and, and, and at this point was that an AM station or an FM? Station? AM, right? AM, AM used yeah, to yeah, be yeah, oh, shit, that yeah, was yeah, the yeah, stuff. AM. Yeah, I, I'm glad I came up when I came up because yeah. what you heard on the radio, then you could run to. We had a record store called Rose Records. Mm-hmm. You could run to Rose Records and 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 and, and get the, you know we would read the albums if you couldn't afford it. The, the managers were so cool they would just let us browse. Right. You know, and then you read and see who was on the record. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You could afford it, and you had your allowance. Go yeah. back down and get the my, records. My old man yeah. used to talk about how, when mono and stereo existed at the same time, mm. he would buy more music and buy it all in mono. Mm. He was deaf in one ear. Anyway. Really? He was deaf in one wow. ear. So was Marcus, by the wow. way. Wow, dig that. Deaf in opposite ear. So mm. I was. I always wanted them to mix a mm. record together, and one would be left, and one. Mm. But he would buy the mono records because they were like two bucks cheaper. Mm. So he just oh, give me all the Ray Charles and mono. I don't wow. doesn't matter to me. You know, most of it probably wasn't mono, but. But yeah, you know, the the concept of radio playing all this different stuff, and you just be, oh my God, I just heard Santana, and then I just heard, right. you know, Otis Redding, right. and then I heard the right. band, and right. you know, it's like, whoa. Just like when, when you would go to New York, and and, and, and even in Chicago, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, was, it was just different times, man, even in, you know, in L.A. here with the Roxy, and, yeah. and, and you could go to, to the Troubadour, and, yeah. and hear different bands, and in Chicago, you could go to Rat Souls. They yeah, had yeah, the auditorium. Yeah, they had yeah. the beginnings. They had uh, a bunch of clubs on the north. The Quiet Night. I saw Tony Williams at the Quiet Night. Right. They had the Ivanhoe where I saw George Duke and Dugu. Mm. You know that shit changed my life too. Sure, but it was it was just you know every weekend if we weren't playing we would we would get our little money together and somebody would have a car we'd go up and, and check somebody out. Yeah. You know, and then Pete Cozy used to take me. Oh wow! He knew everybody, sure. so we would just—that was my backstage thing. Yeah, you know, he's, he'd ha, he drove these Cadillac Hearse, <laughs> and he used to come Cadillac station wagons. Yeah, you know, with the rollers. I mean, yeah, the, shit, yeah, the rollers yeah. in the back and shit. 
and, and he was always he would drink. He'd have this big jug of water yeah. and peppermint oil. He'd put peppermint oil on his beard. <laughs> it was weird, man. And we we would always go yeah. and go backstage. Yeah, you know. And then I would I would see the, I would experience this music from backstage, in addition to Uncle Miles things. And and man, yeah. you know, sometimes when you like being around your dad, I'm sure when you when you experience things from a, from the inside. It, it, it changes your life in another different way. Uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, cats can see it. Whatever way they get it, they get it. Yeah. But we happen, you know, we were blessed enough to get it from the inside out. And you know? and not only from the inside out, it sounds like, t- to me, you didn't just have one filter. Like, a lot of people just come through like, well, well Miles was my uncle, and that's what I was around, and that Man, was Man, my mother would play Isaac Hayes, and, you know, I mean, you know, I had white friends man we go to rock concerts i was into zeppelin grand funk railroad lover boy journey you know shit man and it was like i was a sponge the police when they first yeah. came on the set it's all at all it was all relative man yeah. james brown and marvin gay and yeah. i was like i'm with it i was with it and then and then in chicago man playing when you had a band you had to be able to play all types of music we were playing all types of music. We weren't just, we were playing polkas. I mean, you know, you just had to be ready for anything, man. And, sure. and that was another beautiful thing, you know. And, and musicians mixed. And, right. and not to say we don't mix now, but it's just, you know. It, we mix less. Yeah. We mix a yeah. lot less. There's no more networking, hanging. And, no. You know. But I, I, I you know, I like to, to, to hang around. Like I have a band. We play at house every last Monday of the month. And I got like Kamasi. Uh, Washington on tenor, he's bad cat plays with Stanley, mm-hmm. and then I got a cat named Brandon Coleman on piano plays with Alisa Keys, and, and these mm-hmm. cats keep me on on who's the, who's the young fiery cats. There are a bunch. There's oh, always guys. Ron Bruner Jr. and Stephen yeah, Brewer yeah, yeah, and Thundercat, yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know it's a, some bad cats. And then some bad young drummers coming up. You know Justin Brown and yeah. and 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 um, uh, uh, oh man, he just, he just Kendrick Kendrick Scott. Yeah, you know, he's great. I mean, it's just a ton of cats, man. There's just Marcus Gilmore. As, there's just not as much stuff for them to do. So there's well, not as well, many gigs as there used to be. It's, I, it's, I, I don't it, see it's, it. It's, an, it's, it's in their realm of what they do. It is right, but it's just different. It's different time. It's different times in in music. Right. You know, I mean, they do with the Jemiah you know, Williams. He's bad. You know, yeah. Chris Dave. Yeah. It's, it's 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 relative, but it's, it it was it was our thing with 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 the cats I came up with and and look at it and Dugo and Lenny and all those guys larger than life and then sure. they have their own thing sure. you know, with with Chris and and all those guys and no, absolutely Mark uh, uh, Mark Collenberg who plays with Glassburn right badass young cats man fire right. you know um, it's it's it's. It, there's great stuff. It's just there's pockets of it. Like yeah, you, you brought yeah, up, right. you know, there's the Flying Lotus thing. There's Glasper's right, right, thing. Yeah. This, it used to be a time where there there was a time where you know what one of those guys mm-hmm. they might play with Donald Fagan mm-hmm. or they might play with you know what I mean James Taylor yeah. or they might they, they you would play in so many different scenarios. But I they, used to play you know, they, in they, a they lot. Do, of, they do they do it in their circles. You know right. You know with Miguel Atwood and. You know, you hip to him. Yeah. I mean, they, they do their things and we do our things. And I, I love going to check them and playing with them because, yeah. you know, cats, they got it. You know, I mean, we had it in another way, you know. I mean? Yeah. And the, the, the torch is, is handled. Yeah. Know? 
that it's their interpretation of what they hear. Absolutely. You know, and I can't knock that. I can't knock Bruno or. No, no, no. Oh, he's incredible. Yeah. I mean, the guy is like he's a machine gun. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different thing. It's a different time, but you know, it's valid. Mm-hmm. That's why I hate when guys like start hating on like. Well, you know, so-and-so isn't playing shit, or we used to do it, whatever. It's all pointless. It, it all moves forward, you know yeah, what I mean? There's definitely. always something going on, but it, it is different. I think these are technological times. I think these are times where people are buried in software, and they're buried in technology, and, you know, musicians don't come together as much to play together as yeah. much. What are the, but but I, have to, I have to disagree. Those guys, those cats that I mentioned, Kamazi and all those guys. That's a crew. They play together. They play together. Yeah. But they really we do. did it in another way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, you know, with Marcus and, 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 and you know, you playing bass. And- well, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I honestly was more of a witness in that. And then I started playing on other people's You're records. I was sponge. the sponge. And, and then like I'm I a sponge. Did- We're all sponges, man. We're all trying to yeah. take it to the next level, you know. I'm yeah. sure Layla's still a student with her badass. Um, you know, everyone. Did you, see, did you see her that that thing she did with um, ridiculous snarky puppy when she starts doing this? Now dig this. That like drummer, minutes. that drummer. Uh, what's his name? Pito or snuff? snuff uh, I, I hit him. He has Facebook. like a, a stepto or he's, he's like, killer. He's really, really. Now, I know his cousin. Okay. His cousin's name is Pepper Williams. Married my boy Clifford. Okay. Pepper Russell. Now. Pepper so Russell. Married, married man. Yeah. I I put a band together with with. Um, with uh, uh, my man that play the sings on the Tonight Show lead singer. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I know some of the guys in the band, but I don't. Dorian know. Holly. Right. And we had an all-star band, Seku Bunch on bass, oh, sure. one section. Yeah. And uh, ah, yeah. Um. Um. He he his it was it, he came he was at the gig. Right? Okay. And, and uh, um, I didn't know he was in this band, Snarky Puppy. I mean, as yeah, time yeah. went on, so Pepper said, that's my cousin playing with Snarky Puppy. I'm like, what? And this is this kid who, 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 who was checking us out and stood by the drums, stood by the band, my band, yeah. at this wedding. And now he's going on the... He's doing yeah. big things. Chill. No, that, that band Chill. is ridiculous. I yeah. mean, they sound great. And, and especially that arrangement oh, and ridiculous. what she does. It's you know, it's funny. Where are they from? Uh, they're from, I think they're from Houston. How did Layla look te- No, you know, yeah, he's from, he's from she, Dallas. She, he's from Dallas. Yeah, yeah. That's right. They're from Dallas. And she hooked up with them through him. Through the drummer. He reached out to her and they're just wow. happy. And, you know, it's so funny. We were talking today because I, I kind of called her out on the, you know, at, at like four minutes, 20 seconds in. She does. She does that chord. You know, there's that hesitation. And and I just said, well, that's Eddie Harris. And she said, why didn't you say that on Facebook? And I was just like, I don't want to take away How from your moment. How? I don't know. Everybody's freaking out about it on Facebook. I know. And 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 she's like, I was doing that 20 years ago. I just didn't think anyone would ever want to hear it. She. She's cold blooded. She is very cold blooded and, and so cool and so musical. Really mm-hmm. a musician. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah. I mean, those guys have a thing. You know, they're, they're, listen, music is fine. There's always great... Play. You know, my, my co-host on this show, Charlie, I mean, the, it's a history of music when he plays. Have you ever seen mm-hmm. his duet thing with this guy, Scott, Scott Amendola? Mm-hmm. I, I think your mind would melt. I'm really serious. 
in in the matter of Billy like, M and Dola, they, no, 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 are they related? They, no, okay. I, I think that they know each other. Billy okay. is through like modern drummer, right, right, right. Or like yeah, I don't know him, okay. but no, it just happens to be the okay. same. Scott is bad. He's yeah. really great drummer, but they do this thing, and literally they will go from the Mills Brothers, like. To Donny Hathaway, back to Golden Gate Quartet. Like, they'll do it in 30 seconds. Mm. And you won't believe... It, it's amazing. Because mm-hmm. Charlie's playing bass mm-hmm. and he's doing this guitar thing Charlie at the same time. Charlie lives in Montclair. Okay. So it's great. Like, he grew up out here. I live here. I grew up out okay. there. He okay. lives so there. You, guys, you have a spot in New York? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not privileged enough. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I wish I had a spot in New York. Yeah. But that's just whatever. I yeah. had a spot in New sure, York. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, it's just this... You know, there's something about hearing someone referencing such a specific, like, really understanding Ellington from the 30s, but playing a Willie Weeks bass line yeah. against it, and yeah. just that command. Yeah, I, gotta, I gotta get up on it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Char- Charlie's incredible. Get up. They got records? Uh, they got three. I mean, okay. you, you've heard, Char- Charlie's all over Voodoo, yeah. D'Angelo, yeah. like, he's, Charlie's ridiculous, but, mm. and the best cat you'll ever meet. He's just okay. a great guy, but... Yeah, it's just, fuck, you know, music is fine, it's just, there's little pockets, it's right. funny, there's the, you know, it just has its little things, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have any issues with it, but, I don't either, you it know, because we never stop learning, and I'm always meeting cats, and they want to know what it was like to be around Miles, and I always want to know what it's like to do what they do, yeah, it's like when I'm talking to you, about you and your dad, yeah, and her dad, and well, that's what really, you know, about Aaron, you know, Aaron like that, Lucas. Yeah, Aaron cracked me up because, you know, he came up to the to my, my spot, my little studio, and we we're just, mm-hmm. we we're working on the prior thing, mm-hmm. and, you know, we just got to talking, and, and you know, uh, I was just like, hey, man, you know, I, I got to ask you some questions, and he was just like, listen, you know, he just said what you just said. He said, my thing is like, okay, that's my dad. That's my dad. Right. So it's not the same thing. Right. I, you know, right. listen, and it was kind of surreal because we're sitting there and, you know, I have the Edith Piaf, Miles right. Davis right. stamp. Right, right, right. You know, and he's just like, well, you know, it's my old man. Yeah. We, yeah. we used to just watch boxing. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was and a guy. He was a guy. But you, but you know what? Um, he, he's still, I'm so proud of Aaron because he's a sponge too. Yeah. And he said he used to watch me when he would come on the road, he was teching. He was a tech. Yeah, yeah, he told me. And then, it was a group called Bloodlines, right? Sure, I remember. And I went to see him play. I was like, man. You sound good. Badass. Yeah. And so, now, and then, you know, when you guys did the Richard Pryor, I was so happy for you guys. And yeah, it was fun. I was proud. Now he's, he's playing, he's managing and he's playing. Okay. And I'm just happy that he's playing. He's got a studio and he's cutting and yeah. writing and, I mean, it's it's like because we're cousins, but we 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 came under that that Miles My, University of Miles Davis is what I like to call it. <laughs> well, it is. And dad to him, uncle to me, and it, it's all relative, right? You know, it's all relative to well, to, to, to figuratively our, and literally. Yeah, you know, right, right, right. right. You know. So, and then when you're down, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's and our, it's our DNA. Yeah. But I just, there's something about humanizing it where it's like, you know, he just, he cracked me up because he was like, it's not like he came home and he was like, yeah, you know, like, you we can look at that, we can, yeah what you feel from Aaron and I, we can look at you the same way. Right. You know, we can look at Layla. Sure. Know, it's like, it's like, damn. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, you post, you don't know any you post records up. So you yeah. know how excited I get when I see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Vince, you check this out. I'm like, damn, yeah. you know. But yeah. that's that's our DNA. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, so people are probably looking at us like, damn, man, you, you guys are like, that's the holy grail. Yeah. And, and we're looking at each other like, yeah, this shit is, you yeah. know, it's like the chosen one, you know? No. It's like, wow. Yeah. You know, I used to talk to Freddie White about the, the process of recording all those hits and what it was like to be around Maurice and Maurice was forming Earth, Wind & Fire because a lot of people thought that, what, Earth, Wind & Fire, what the hell is that? Sure. You know, first the name of the group was Salty Peppers and then <laughs> and then they, they thought that Maurice was crazy to go to LA and have this, this vision yeah. and form this band Earth, Wind & Fire. Mm-hmm. Now look, yeah. you know, 40 years later, yeah, it's, uh, you know, they just sold out the Beacon for three nights. Yeah. You know. As they should. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then Miles... I'm sure for Kind of Blue, he didn't set out, let's 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 record the biggest jazz record of all time. No, because you know, if he did, it would never... You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and it is the biggest record. And, it, it, the, you know, it's the, the, you know long after we're going to always say this in interviews, the, the music is timeless. Mm. You know, what your dad did is it's historic. It's timeless. Mm. You know, people will be talking about it when we're gone. Yeah. So, you know... That's that's the lineage. That's what they left us, and and we should be proud to to, to and we are, I'm sure, mm. to to um, and I can speak for myself, you know, to to just be part of it, yeah. part of a little bit of it, yeah, and 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 and, and to just and thrive on it, and and, and 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 now we approach our thing or what we want to do yeah. because of that, you know, yeah, it was it was the, the, the starting the launching pad, sure, you know, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's funny. The last record I made, you know, I do this my artist thing. It's called Motion Worker. And mm-hmm. The last one I made was the first bit of music that my old man didn't get to check out. Mm. So it was really heavy for me because mm. it was just like, wait a minute, holy shit, this is I don't have I don't have the editor. Mm. And it was really heavy, but it was like, listen, I've been through five others and countless movie scores and countless other things where I'm like, all right, I'm ready for the film. But did you know, you know who your dad was when you, at a young age? I mean, you kind of knew he was badass, right? Yeah, but, uh, okay, yes and no. Because you asked me. But. Well, I, and I, oh, great. I mean, and, and throw it back at 65 me. and so did Miles. Yes, exactly. The, the so same were, age. I was thinking that. Yeah, was and, and it's funny. And then, of course, Aaron and I work on the prior thing. Sure, He sure, was 65. Sure. So I just want to get past I think it. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the, no, you know, I, hmm, I caught... I caught the very end of a really great period of work of his. Mm. I actually caught like about an eight year stretch where he didn't work. Mm. So I was both like cheerleader and like, you know, that's my dad, mm. you know, and also kind of rooted for him to kind of, find, mm. you know, a lot of guys from that generation, especially producers, not musicians, they never prepared for not having hits mm. or not having that artistic control. So, mm. you know, there are certain guys, like if you look at like a Tommy LaPuma sure. they all, or a Reef Martin, mm-hmm. they knew how to exist within the labels. Mm. They knew how to exist and, and make hit records. Mm-hmm. My old man didn't know how to do the business part of it. Mm. He just knew that when he heard Roberta he, Flack, he knew what he needed to do. When he heard an artist like Leon Redbone, like a very bizarre act, he knew what to do 
And sometimes just by accident, they'd sell three million records. Mm -hmm. It was never planned, and it was ne like he got called once. It's funny, he got called once by Robert Palmer. You know, remember Robert Palmer? Yeah, yeah. it's great shit. And my father notoriously didn't really ever do his homework. He just wanted to hang out with Rasan and make Yusef Latif records. He just did, he listen, wanted that whoa, to whoa, never listen, end. Listen, listen to Adam just right. hang out with Rasan. <laughs> hang out I'm, with Mike and John and yeah. Billy. <laughs> but I'm trying to say. about Rasan Roland Kurt. Yeah. And the thing is, if he had his choice, he would make those records and not worry about like, well, we need to sell records. He didn't think of it that way. He thought of it like. But that's the artistic part. Right, but it was, he was a little too far. <laughs> the balance wasn't all, listen, unbelievable work. I'm not faulting him. Yeah, yeah. I don't, there's no. But I mean, who, in whose eyes was he a little bit to the left? My mom's. Yeah, but not to <laughs> us. No, no, no. Not right? to us. I'm just See, saying. Look what they said about Miles. Yeah. Even in, in the band after, you know, not to cut you off, but. No, I just, please. Man, Adam, he would have us try shit and we would be like. At rehearsals. Are you kidding or me? Sancho. Yeah. Yeah. How's this gonna work? Every time he has this to try something, it was a hit. Right. I mean, it was. It was. It worked. He just knew, and I'm sure your dad was the same. And and you you can't question. Yeah. And I don't throw the you know the word around genius lightly, but you can't question why they had that innate way to go with it or feel with it or. You know how he heard Russell and Roland Kirk, or how, right. how Miles heard Herbie or right. Wayne, or you know, it's like, man, who does that? Who knows that kind of thing? No, it just you know, we're we're blessed to just be privy to that kind of. Yeah, I feel like I'm a satellite in orbit oh, around she, yeah, it, me and too. and you know, Layla, man, how she heard that voicing and how she, yeah, I've been doing that for twenty years. What? Yeah, yeah you know, but. Who sings like that? Who hears that kind of shit? Her. <laughs> DNA. DNA. So to get back to, you know, you asked me about like, you know, well, when do you know this stuff? Like I, I learned about a lot of stuff about my old man through people that worked with him. Hmm. So like I mentioned Art Neville hmm. earlier and, you know, and Art, you know, I, maybe I was like 11. Hmm. I didn't know who the meters were. Right. I didn't know who Zigaboo. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't know all the stuff that was coming my way about mm -hmm. five years later that mm -hmm. was about to be like a train running into mm -hmm. me. But I would sit with Art, and you know what? Mm -hmm. He would just be like, you know, your daddy is, you know, you got this little, he'd say your daddy. I never said daddy, but he'd say, you know, he's really, he's really doing well by us. Like uh, we really love him, and you know, and I would just, oh, okay. But you know, you you hear you from, take this from the Neville. Well, yeah, and that's a whole other, you know, exactly. You're giving me that's a pound from, for a reason. No, yeah. that's from the Neville's. The man. Neville's, yeah, that's you know? a wow, you know. So, you know, I learned from musicians, you know, guys like, you know, Ralph McDonald, Bill Eaton, you know, guys that I didn't even realize when I was nine, Marcus was just starting to work Rose, with Bill. Yeah. Yeah, oh. Oh, please. You know, mean, you know Charlie Drayton, right? You know what? And Bernard Drayton, his father? I know Bernard. Okay. Way better than Charlie. Wow, okay. Charlie and I have gotten cl much closer through Facebook. Okay. You know, when I met Charlie as a kid, there was that age difference where I was, I think I was like the punk ass mm, kid. Mm. And then honestly, when I met him, my buddy Wolf was kind of starting to play with Hiram. And mm. I think he now wasn't. Wolf, Wolf played with Grover too, right? Wolf played with Grover. Yeah, that's what I met. He played with Hiram. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But. Charlie was, I remember, my father and, and, and Bernard, uh, they had a label together. 
and they put out um, oh they put out some really great stuff they yeah. Les McCann Eddie Harris Rosson Roller Kirk all these recordings that mm. they they found How about the train did they put their train out together yes they did for the Vanguard uh, well I thought it was train from a cultural center um, uh, Bernard recorded it yeah because okay. of course in our lovely it's bad, it's bad it is it's amazing sure. but in our lovely fucking history as a country you know he you know as a black god forbid there's a black recording engineer mm. like oh a black mm. man can't record anything mm. like he's mm. he recorded one of yeah. train's last ever yeah. things yeah. and i remember him being cool and well bernard's the man sure. bernie's the shit yeah yeah, yeah. I remember sitting down at his, you know, he worked at HEA, the advertising mm-hmm, company mm-hmm. on Third Avenue, and we just listened to Train in his place, and they formulated this whole idea to put these records out, and it was unbelievable. I mean, I watched my father, that was my father's getting back into the business was like, hey, we're, we're going to celebrate the legacy. Oh, I'm, I want to interview yeah, both yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. I want all three of us to yeah, get in a room, yeah, yeah. I because wanna, I wanna they're... Be there. Well, Charlie's grandfather is like my hero. I mean, you you know, Louis Jordan's bass player. Man, that's the coolest game ever. I know what I know from being around Charlie. He's like my little brother, but he's a consummate. Oh yeah, he's. We've recorded here. I've watched Charlie. Charlie is take something from the air, yeah, and play. I've got tracks of Charlie's man that I can't believe it's not out. Oh, he's yeah. one of the most musical cats yeah. you know, that it's, I've ever come across in my life. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's funny. You, you meet people and you interact with them when it's right. I think, like, you know what I mean? I could have met you five sure. years ago. Sure. We yeah. wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't yeah. be the same thing. Yeah, like, no, no, no. no. I've, it's a reason. I met yeah. Charlie when I was, like, 12. Mm. There was nothing for him to, and I to talk about. Mm. <laughs> so I kind of sure. thought, oh. You know, yeah. he's kind of, he thinks he's too yeah. cool and he had his yeah. GRP jacket yeah. and you know, whatever. I was yeah. like, I used to see Charlie run in and out of 7th Avenue South with the Capizios sure. and the Capizios and, <laughs> and the Jordash jeans. I was like, who is this little dude just running? He's playing with the Floyd boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby yeah. and Frank. Bobby and Frank, yeah. Oh, man. And as years go, you know, when all, you know, years went by, we got to, we got tight. We talk it once a day, yeah. twice a day now. Listen, you know, you know we, he, we, we had some chats a bunch of chats through Facebook and it's interesting you just you know you get to know someone in this yeah. way and I you know I think he's he's incredible and easily he's a drummer where I'm like I know I don't play a ton of bass anymore mm-hmm. like I, that's not true I play a lot of bass but mm-hmm. I don't do what I used to do. I don't tour I mm-hmm. don't like he's someone I want to play with eventually oh, something hey. will happen and it'll be like man Charlie you know, and I believe it up we play we were in Roseanne bars she had a TV show. We were in the house band. I believe it. I was playing drums. Charlie was playing bass. Ivan Neville was playing organ, oh. keyboard. And uh, this cat named um, uh, Pierre de, Bo- de, de, de Beauport uh-huh. playing guitar. He's the Stones um, oh, okay. stage manager. Pierre, right. Pierre, and, but he, Pierre was the Pierre, guitar player. Pierre, Pierre, I'm Pierre, sure. He's Keith Richards. Uh, yeah. He's uh, badass. Plays yeah. shit on guitar. Yeah. And man, we had so much fun. I can imagine. But man, it's like. What a we, gig, and We man. all lived together. We all lived here. And we would go, we would record, we, we would uh, tape at like, I think call time was 10 a.m. at Television City in, in, yeah. in, in, in L.A. And then yeah. by shit, by 2 o'clock, we yeah. were out. And we yeah. would go hang out and, and play somewhere or jam. Or, yeah. 
Uh, and that's the thing. Charlie can do the gig on bass. Charlie can do the gig on drums. Charlie yeah, can yeah, do the gig yeah. on keys. He's like, Jordan man with the winos. You know? Yeah. My bro- so ch- check this out. And this is really a trip because we were talking about my brother earlier. Mm-hmm. So my brother's five years older than me. And he worked at Atlantic Studios when I was working at Right Track. Now, he was an assistant engineer. Mm. The one record that he spent the whole time on, mm. Keith Richards' first Talk is Cheap, he was the assistant engineer on the whole thing. Wow. So I'll never forget my dad uh, running into Richards and just, <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of stuff on that session, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thanking him for exposing my brother to certain uh, lovely aspects of the rock and roll world. Because those sessions were pretty rough. You know, but you and your brother were, weren't forced into... To, to, to no. See, no, 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 no. Quite the opposite. Sure. He wanted to be an engineer. And he was a guitar player, you know, at the time. And he wanted to do, you know, figure out mm-hmm. a way. He ended up being more on the business side of things. But the fact, it, it just always cracked me up like that. My brother was in a room with Charlie and Jordan and Keith and Watt. Like, he was in the room the whole time. Making sure like the board was cool and the patch bay, right, you know, right. and I just to me that just trips me out because there are all these connections. Like he's working with Charlie, my old man, and Bernie, you know, right, Bernard right, are working right, together. Right. I'm like in another room right. working on something, you know. It's mm. just all family. It's all relative. Know? It's all yeah. Once again, relative. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you know, it, it's just a, a time and a place, and I mean that record is. That's a ridiculous record. That's when I actually remember when I found out Charlie was playing bass. I just was like, I give up. I mean, like, Fiona's last record. It's ridiculous. Charlie, on it? it's ridiculous. I missed him. I was in Japan. He came through, and he's like, I'm gonna be there, and like, whatever, like a couple. Of, I was like, ah, oh, this is when you decide to tell me you want to hang out. I'm in Japan. You're like, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah we missed each other. But let cool. me know when you do that interview. Well, yeah, I, I probably yeah, I'm Bernie and, and Charlie. I probably have to do it. You know, back east. I mean, uh, you know, well, catch Charlie. He's 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 around. He he comes out here quite a bit. Oh, he does. Yeah, stays with Daryl. Stays with me. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. you let me know. <laughs> Text him up. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, we'll, I'll, we'll, we'll put the, yeah, I'll, I'll be your coordinator. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you'll be my BB Green. Right? Yeah, my uh, shout out to BB. Oh, I call no. it a notorious BB. Oh, the BIB. Yeah, she doesn't mess around. No, no, he's crazy. So yeah, man. man. So we're cool, man. That was great. That was perfect length, too.